Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. We've passed the 150 episode mark. We're now on 151. And I am joined by kind of a returning guest. Uh, he was on the Sharp Dojo series way back when I did that under under a pseudonym, a different name. But he's returned. He's like he's titanium. It's Tom Atlas. Welcome to the show. Hello, Billy. Thank you very much for having me back, Dash. On the... Hi. <laughs> That's it. We'll go with that. So, uh, like I said off, off camera, um, we'll, we'll it's kind of a little bit of a soft reboot. If people want to go find the episode in the Sharp Dojo series, they can do, but I won't tell you the name. You could find it yourself. Just listen to all of them and you'll find it eventually. I don't, I don't think it'll yeah, take you, you long. From one and you, you'll make it there at some point, right? Exactly. There's, there's only like eight episodes. So, just listen to them all, uh, watch them all and enjoy them. Uh, but in the meantime, so, like I say, soft reboot. We won't do the old all the cliche cliche questions but we'll do some of them um but so as a kind of returning guest i'll ask the, the kind of first question for returning guests just how are you how's it going i've been doing really well billy thank you yeah things are going pretty well this life as a whole has gone up since well last year and everything with with last year and the last couple of years yeah things are going well i can't complain really Fine. Uh, it's weird, yeah. We, we, we say last year, we think, oh, it's, it, it happened last year, but all that kind of bad stuff. It was like, it's still 2020, and we're in 2022 now. This 2021 just doesn't seem to exist in the world. <laughs> it no, just no. kind of disappeared. Uh, but that's, that's uh, a whole other story that we're, we're we're trying to get away from now, aren't we? Two years later, as it, as it, it's literally, when this episode comes out, I think it will be just like shy a couple of weeks of two years since the incident. So we'll just avoid that entirely um so first up we'll, we'll we'll kind of go into how you got into wrestling so first kind of favorite so was your first memories of pro wrestling right it's it's all a bit blended weird i pick things from here and pick things from there there's not an exact starting point but we'll just throw in what i remember i remember the hardy boys looking up them because one of my friends mentioned them and start properly properly staying with it and watching it all the way through around 2012 13 like i think this was just after twice in a lifetime and like the start of the rise of daniel bryan you've got Rey mysterio still popping off the shield are causing mayhem it's around that sort of time where i properly got into it and got stuck all the way into it so but yeah I definitely remember big show knocking out both sheamus and randy orton for whatever reason and what? it's just sort of stuck since what what a trio <laughs> of a team. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to remember bits and pieces from last time then. I remember it was, yeah, you made me feel incredibly old when you told me when you started watching. Must be weird watching the Hardys, though, go back then, because when, I suppose, when you started, they were would have been an impact, so they wouldn't have been, uh, you wouldn't have been maybe as aware of, of their heyday, I suppose, as much until you obviously went back and, and watched it, because you're much like myself. I, I, you're very much, once you lock on to something you want to find out everything about it um oh, yes. which is which is why after nine years i'm still doing a website about scottish wrestling for some inane reason um so so yeah seeing the hardys uh at that point when you went back did was it just all did you did you realize why they were so or, or first when you went to search them did you end up going oh they've got a book series this is quite cool they're detectives <laughs> I, I didn't know they were detectives i didn't know they did that that's interesting <laughs> Um, it's I just generally look up their matches on YouTube as you do, mm. and 
it was mainly Hardy versus Hardy that got me into things because that's an underrated match. Like, it's just an absolute car crash and it's a load of fun and it's not taken too seriously. That's the best way. That's always the best way of yeah. wrestling. Um, just hard, wrestling hard. is inherently bollocks, so you go <laughs> balls to the wall. So Hardy versus Hardy. So that means you were introduced to Matt Hardy when he had tights then. That, that's kind of yes. when you came in. So you didn't even have cargo cargo uh, pants, Matt Hardy, uh, or V1 at that point. Oh, you, you were in for a treat going back through through the Hardy catalogue. Uh, I could I could probably speak about them for far too long, being being the the mega fan I am with with literally their their logo tattooed on my body. Um yeah, it's yeah, everything Hardy's is, is good. All good stuff. Uh so, I mean nowadays I, I don't know. I'm still I still love the Hardys, but sometimes I, I watch clips and go, No. <laughs> Maybe well, I, I saw that spot with Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen and like Oh boy, you, you can definitely tell which one of them is younger at this point. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I mean, I, I do love Jeff, and but his last his last WWE run, I've, everyone's going. He's amazing, and I, and he is. He's, he's great, and and as a big fan, it, it pains me to watch it and say he really is just doing all these cool stuff in slow motion, and it's still great, but it is in slow motion, and he's he's just. The part you just goes, oh, I remember in 2000, or you won't, but <laughs> I remember in 2000 when he was doing his, his swanton off the, the stage at Madison Square Garden, off the entranceway, off, off a taxi and tables, and thought, oh, I couldn't get any better than this. And then he does stuff like that. I'm going, I mean, that is cool, but I, I, don't, I don't want to see it. As someone who, like, creaks, their knees creak when they stand up now, I'm just like going, no, that's, that's maybe a bit too much even for me. But who knows? Maybe maybe in, in five years' time, we'll be watching YouTube and we'll see Tom Atlas doing something just as crazy. Maybe, maybe not as crazy. Maybe maybe not the the latter spot. But you know, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Your, so your don't face. give me ideas. Don't give me ideas. <laughs> um, so you did that. You watched. You watched the Hardys. Um, we'll, we'll get off. We'll get off the Hardys. Um, because uh, I said I'll be here all night. Otherwise, um, into into the early tens and Daniel, the rise of Daniel Bryan. Um, seeing someone, I mean, I suppose when when I was younger, it was all about the big dudes, big muscly dudes, and when you're getting into it, it's it's more about the the art, I suppose, of wrestling. Uh, it's more about the finesse and and yeah. But back in my youth, it was about big characters doing very little moves, but it was all crowd work. Um, so when you saw the likes of Daniel Bryan, was was he just the guy you gravitated towards at that point, or was there anyone else in particular that yeah. you were like, I need to watch this guy Absolutely. more? Absolutely. But I've always been attracted to more smaller, more technical-based wrestlers because I'm not the tallest guy in the world, right? I'm I'm five five, roughly. So like, it means that I know I'm not going to be the one to necessarily throw folk about. Although, you know, with PT and fitness and big boy stuff, I can move heavy circles so I can move people. So that's the way I sort of look at it. But yeah, all the smaller guys have always really gravitated towards like. Name anybody in NXT black and gold because they were all cruiserweights and they're all fantastic. Um, Mysterio, Brian, Punk, in a way. Um, Gargano, uh, Allen. Even Jeff Hardy would sort of fall into that mix as well. Mm-hmm. Just because he wasn't the biggest guy. He wasn't the biggest guy in the world. And he just mainly stuck to his stuff that was cool. So smaller, more tech, more cool based wrestlers are what I've always stuck towards. 
That's the weird thing about Jeff Hardy. Like you say, he always he was the small guy, and when he went to AEW, he looked at me, go, "Oh my god, he's one of the big guys here." <laughs> this is this is a bit insane to look at that he's actually huge in comparison. It's, it's like when you see Billy Gunn. You don't believe the height of Billy Gunn until you see him in AEW or you see him in real life, and you go, "Holy, you are huge! <laughs> this is you're terrifying, um, but amazing at the same time." So he did that. And he got into the wrestling. Uh, the wrestling, because I'm old um, now. How did you get? How did you get into the indie scene then? So, was was it just by chance, or was it when you start when you when you found your first wrestling school? Where where did the the independent scene, whether in the US, Europe, UK, where did that come kind of come in? Indies was definitely through YouTube. YouTube. Um, I mind watching the WrestleTalk News because got into that. And then they were showing off some of the NGW stuff that was on YouTube at the time. And that really caught my eye and opened up my eyes to, oh, God, this is UK-wide as well. That's really cool. So that's how that started. And then that sort of transitioned into more generally looking about the UK scene, specifically WCPW, since I was a what culture fan. That sort of took off that way. And that was always pretty cool to see. So then that just slowly morphed into Scotland, going to the wrestling school. And then just from there, just bubble burst. I can see everything. That's, that's, that's weird. It seems to be like, for, for a lot of, I don't know, uh, more older people, uh, WCPW, it seemed to be, it was like those youngins are doing the wrestling. I don't know if it's because mainly the people that they showed as the personalities were the guys from from what culture and even at the time, I was like, oh, that, that seems a bit lame uh, in my mind and, and someone who's old. But it seems to be a lot, the younger generation, um, just that's how that was there. In much like for my generation, it was Channel 4. It was it was the pay-per-views that went on Channel 4, Royal Rumble 2000 and Fully Loaded and all that kind of stuff. So it's just it's just the modern, just the modern way of doing the same thing. It's, it's just, that's how you get into it. Uh, and in saying that, I I didn't like what culture I'd I'd find it a bit too I don't know uh, insidery for me I like I like mine just to be a bit I like my wrestling silly that's just the way it is uh, but then I, I got into cultaholic and I was like actually these guys are pretty pretty good <laughs> I feel ashamed that I waited this long to to get into into those guys and their personalities um, as well I don't know it was Matthew really that kind of convinced me to watch it not him directly but he was on it i was like ah okay. i like matthew on osw review i'll go check out these cultaholic guys and that's it every week i've got the podcast and and that all kind of right, back into w, wcpw like i say it's it's that was the entry point for a lot of of younger wrestlers and um ngp ngw that's that's a company i haven't heard in a long time that's uh last time i heard about them it was is it nathan cruz and I think they had six, they did have trio titles at some point, and Lionheart and Joe Henry and Name Redacted held them. Yes, I, I do remember that. So I'm like, oh, yeah, you've got, you've got some Scottish guys as well. That's nifty. Yeah, the main names I remember are your guys that are Zach Gibson's. Yeah. He had a really good match with Zach Sabre Jr. there. Uh, Rampage, Nathan Cruz, Matt Myers, who really goes overlooked. He's fantastic. Uh, Robbie X, Mark Haskins had a really good match with Sammy Callahan there as well. Like, there's a really, really good backlog of stuff down there in NGW. 
I do need to go back and properly give it a watch. So for MGW, where did you kind of go from that point? So what was your first kind of Scottish experience then? Seeing as we're a Scottish podcast, I suppose. What was your first kind of experience there? Because YouTube, probably your ICW, I guess, and that would be the main, yeah, it, main place. it was ICW, yeah. First ICW match I probably sat and watched was Gibson, RVD, and Lionheart. Oh, oh, yeah. That was that was... <laughs> Like, obviously, being from Liverpool, I had a bit of a bias towards Gibson. Whether he's heel or not, I love him. And... Yeah, so that sort of got me hooked on that. I, I just sort of dipped and dabbed into some bits of ICW, some of your bigger matches and stuff. But yeah, from there, it was just, I went to, obviously, start training, um, this redacted, um, and it was okay. But my first indie show was FCW. I finished up at Perth College. I was like, right, okay, I'm going to go to a gym and I'm going to go to this place for the rest of the Sure. Um, so I got finished, workout was all right from what I remember. It was probably bench pressing with me. And then um, went down to the Tuff Institute. I was first one there, stood around for ages, like, don't know what I'm going to get let in, but we'll just wait. Then got a ticket, got, went, sat down. And main memory from that show is Emily Hayden stole my glasses while she was making her entrance against uh, Sam Emerson Jane. So that was... That was a great experience that night. It was fantastic. And, yeah, it was just overall a great time. And, you know, I just kept going back to the show after and then the world ended. But now I'm there as a trainee and I really, really feel at home. Like, everyone at FCW, just, I couldn't love them enough. So, so it, it, it feels quite weird to go from being sat in the crowd and going, these guys are pretty good. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, to you know, be on shows for them and stuff. It's it's a really cool transition. Um, oh, I'm, sure, I'm, I'm going to dissect all of that. I'm going to dissect through all of that as as we go through. But just just for the first point, because I, I don't think we we chatted about this in, in our last chat. But um, you said you're from Liverpool, and I don't know if have, have you been up in Scotland for a long time? Because your accent seems to be a bit like there's a little yes. bit of a hybrid of everything in there. And I don't know, much like myself, I'm I'm, I'm up from the northeast, so I don't think i have an accent but apparently i, I do um sorry i paused for a minute because you that was that was weird moment where you you took your hoodie off there and i and i paused and i was like what am i doing, <laughs> what am I doing well here? i've got this on my shoulder which is a bit of a controversial thing uh, a lot of people just think i'm a big football hooligan but i don't follow football that much anyway to be honest i support us when we're doing well and that's about it stay away from it but okay. yeah i was born in liverpool um Funny story about my birth, I was actually born at one pound and two ounces. Jesus. I was like small, small baby, very light baby. Fit me in my hand and throw baby me for miles. Great. <laughs> <laughs> now that was what you call a shot, man. Anyway, um, so yeah, I moved up when I was three and we stayed in Comrie ever since. Um, but since last year, I've moved out to Perth and I stay here on my own now. Quite nice everyone place in Perth and uh, I work at the gym. Just yeah. Perth is pretty it's it's, it's okay. It's all right. I, I think that's that's pretty cool then. You went from, from one pound to to now you're you're like not to steal too much from Luke King Sharp here, but you're now ripped and jacked. Uh and throwing <laughs> folk about. No, it was with very little well, by the looks of it, with with very little problem. Uh, I have just but, a small thick yeet man, it's fine. 
big. Uh, I was. I, I don't want to steal you in a Ross here, but you're you're a big, big strong boy. That's that's pretty yeah. much. You went from I'm, one pound to that. I'm a smaller strong boy. You're a bit bigger than me. I'm a small strong boy. Well, look, me, medium, medium small boy, yeah. a medium strong boy. Uh, so yeah, that, 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 that blows my mind, and that because well, everyone knows by now. I've mentioned that often in these podcasts, but of course, I'm I'm due to have a child in in August, and the fact the thing that the fact that one pound could could prospectively be a thing that's in your hand is just that just terrifies me and blows my mind like, at the same time. That's a lot, like zero point four five kilograms. Mm-hmm. Like I was like zero point five kilograms, something like that. Like. I'm now 180 pounds of atomic mass, so <laughs> there we go. Fair enough. Um, I think I was like 10. I was a big one. I was, I was, a, I was a big lad at birth, and that's that's that terrifies my wife every day uh, <laughs> when I tell her that. Um, anyway, this is not about me. This is about Tom Atlas himself. So yeah, you went. You did your first training school. So you say your first indie show was 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 not even that school's shows or or academy no. shows or anything like that. No, right. the first show I went to as a fan was Fair City because at the time there, there was nothing around here that I knew of. Mm-hmm. Right? So I was like, okay, cool. I'll go check this out. Sure, it should be fun. And had an absolute blast. Just I just got to sit and enjoy it as a fan. I didn't dissect it too much. Everything was good. It, it was a lot of fun. And to see people that I knew from the other place there was also fantastic. Absolutely. So when you started your training, though, you said it was fine. Um, I said, we're, we're not naming the particular company. I think anyone who will know, they'll know. And that's that's all that needs to be said about it. Um, but how did you find that initial kind of training? Because they trained on mats. They were, they were kind of a bit, kind of a bit um, simple and simplistic in their ways. Um, was it was there was that a culture shock for you when you're expecting to see a ring and uh, you're expecting to maybe do some flips on the first day or, or, or a moonsault or two what was your kind of thoughts when you first had your training sessions i i didn't think too much about it to be honest just so, so i didn't go in think didn't go anything at all i didn't do this i didn't do that i just sort of went into it with an open mind just okay just gonna go along see what i can do you know and turns out you know it's taking me somewhere so <laughs> not been that bad at it um yeah training there was good um yeah, some little bits just I feel like have gotten better with FCW and I feel more, what's the word? I don't want to say appreciated because I don't think that's the right word, but I feel a bit more at home with Fair mm-hmm. City. Uh, I'll be honest, don't really want to spend too much time talking about the other place. Yeah, just, right, that's, that's fine. We'll, we'll move on then. Just, it was good, but I prefer Fair City. Uh, I suppose. I mean, I don't. I don't know too much about Fair City's uh, training. I obviously, know. I know the trainers. Um, like, well, I've at least, I've at least interviewed a couple of them in the past, or at least speaking speaking to them, uh, face to face. I think I've actually uh, stayed over at one of their houses during a show. So I, I, I know them a bit. Um, so I, I feel like they're a bit more, uh, I don't know, character driven. I don't know if you, you felt that was a bit more your style. You could do the cool moves. That's that's fine, but. Um, a little bit more character driven can make you feel a bit more, I don't know, bigger, larger than life, confident, and you can maybe play about and do a little bit more uh, when you're we've got that kind of uh, basis of training. Would that would it be kind of in the ballpark there? Yeah, in a way, absolutely. It's it's less, you know, you need to do this because we're telling you, and it's more just okay, explore who you are a little bit more. 
-hmm. You still do your cardio, you still do your drills, you still cover your basics, as every school should. But, you know, when we're doing stuff, we I feel like we have a little bit of free reign to just be ourselves in there, which, mm -hmm. you know, is awesome when, you know, I'm still trying to figure out exactly who Titanium and Tom Atlas is. Not the baseline. I know I know what I'm going for. I'm just building on top of that to make it even better. And yeah, like couldn't couldn't ask for better trainers as well. Like the amount of support I get is just fantastic. Basically, fair safety yeah. good. We love them. Yeah, we'll go with that. That's fine. Uh, I'll I'll find a way to splice it. It's all good. I don't. I, I'm so glad I've only got like 13 more of these to do, and then that's that's me finished because the internet is just absolutely driving me nuts right now. But uh, that's my that's my problem. So but we're still gonna have plenty of good chat. Fingers crossed. Um. So yeah, move to FCW, and that's your first indie show experience uh, outside of watching these. So some of the wrestlers you would have seen uh, at the FCW show, you would have seen possibly on on like your YouTube uh, deep dives. And, and seeing these wrestlers do the wrestling. Um, because you were kind of early in your, your rebirth of training, so to speak, at FCW, uh, you were able to so you're able to watch the shows, just switch off as a fan. Do you find yourself now, when you are watching shows, now you're a bit further into your progression and now you're actually wrestling on shows, are you still able to switch off? Or are you a bit more uh, like watching it going, oh, this is good, I I like that bit of footwork. I could maybe use that myself. Do you find that that your brain switch now you're watching wrestling? It's it's a little bit of both. Like sometimes I can just sit and relax, but in the back of my head I'm thinking, okay, this, this, that, that. And I can still sit and enjoy it, but like the little tips are going on back here, not necessarily invading it and making sure that, you know, being too into it and I can't enjoy it. I can still sit, chill, have a laugh with it. But I've always got the little bits thinking in the back of my head, like, okay, this, that, 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 that. And it's it's quite a nice balance actually because it's it means I'm not too far into it and I'm not too far taken out of it if you get what I mean. Oh yeah, you're not, you're not going to be sitting in the back with your arms crossed, going, "Well, clearly they've 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 started on the right foot, and that's just that's just all wrong, uh, and then that's just ruined everything." And but you can you can just go, "Oh, that was ace," kind of thing at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so when when you're kind of putting together your character, at least you're you're quite avid in the gym um which i i aspire to be but um, i'm quite happy just eating and not doing anything about it um so when you were trying to put together tom atlas as a character or or um, just tom atlas in general was there anyone that you took some inspiration from initially or was it just something that you kind of pieced together from from all these youtube uh binges um it's it's a, I've got a big influence from Gargano, if you couldn't tell from some of the bits of my moveset and stuff. But I'd say a big influence from Gargano, and then from there it's just sort of just being myself and doing what comes naturally in a way. Just, just letting myself relax and go out there and be myself. Mm -hmm. Rather than like forcing anything, well, I need to do this specific thing for this reason. Like, I feel like titanium works for me because... The elements of titanium it's lightweight it's strong it's versatile durable tough lightweight strong versatile durable tough it it suits me to a t whereas like i just need to be myself turned up to 11. i like that i like that you put a lot of thought into your like moniker bit it's not just like something random in the middle like i don't know 
Tom Killer Atlas. It's like yeah. the killer. At least you, yeah, titanium. It, you've you've thought it through and you've put all that together to 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 take that in there, uh, which is like, <laughs> the fact that surprises a lot of people. Um, I'm only sixty six kilogram or thereabouts, which means I'm actually really quite light. You know, mm-hmm. like and for what I'm shifting in the gym, body weight wise, it's actually pretty high end because benches over one point five times body weight, deadlift is over two point five times body weight. Squats over one point five. We all have our worst movement. <laughs> I know. I'm looking at you going, well, that's that's terrible. That last one, that, that's disgraceful. Yeah. As I'm sitting here, and the only thing I curl is is possibly a a, a burger or. A, a <laughs> I think I think the last time I benched anything was literally sitting on one. I think that's the last time I, I benched anything. Uh, but you know. People have their things they like to do, and clearly, yes. obviously, obviously, you enjoy uh, like working on your body and and, and doing that. Uh, whereas I just enjoy sitting here and speaking to the people that like to do that instead, which you know works for everyone. Um, my my, this is a very random off off question here because when you wrestle, of course, you're not wearing glasses. And as a, as a fellow glasses wearer, I'm very curious: are you a contacts guy or are you just hope? Oh, okay. Contacts, right? Contacts. I initially you know, wrestled with them off, and I'm thinking, I can't really see anything. Sight's quite important when I really dig into it and think about it. So, yeah, I've transitioned into contacts on the wrestle days. I was going to ask, because I know there's some wrestlers that are, are possibly le- legally or, or even legally blind while they're wrestling. Um, so <laughs> I'm just feeling because as a guy, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't do contacts. The, the thought of having my finger near my eyeball just gives me the fear uh again another reason it's very low end of the reasons why i'll never be a wrestler but you know it's 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 on there uh just the thought of of oh yuck anyway yeah so you're a contacts guy when you're wrestling. That's I'm, a, good. I'm a contacts guy I'm, just... I'm glad when i watch wrestling now that i know that you can see things that's that makes me yeah because I, I had one of my matches and i'm thinking i can't see anyone in the crowd i don't know what the reactions are i should i should probably put some contacts into and see them and like say if we have like a same if, if I'm ever in a big mad multi-man match you know being able to actually see who's who <laughs> would actually Help. make a bit of sense because I'm incredibly short-sighted if I take these off I can barely see yourself you know I, I can make out your body figure that that's about it like every literally everything's a blur so contact's probably pretty good God, a cruel, a cruel host would have just changed my background to blur by the time you put your glasses on. That would have, that could have been a terrible thing to do, noting for future. So, mm-hmm. when you're speaking about multi-man matches, then that would have been your actual FCW debut. Was it? Was a pre-show battle royal? Am I right in thinking that? Yes, it was pre-show battle royal, and it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Just, just got to go with the guys I learned with and have trained with. And then Dickie Divers comes out But it was it was great. It was a nice little introduction, good way to get me out in front of the crowd, where you know I I'd never been given an opportunity to actually even get out there before. I was just stuck in the little training schools square, feeling like I was getting nowhere for the longest time. And here's a fun story about my first year of training. <laughs> First day of training for FCW, I'm still living in Comrie at this point, you know, the middle of fucking nowhere. 
Um, so I'm staying in Conway thinking, I need to get to Dundee, okay? So I'm going to do it this way, I'm going to get a bus, I'm going to get a train, I'm going to get there, and then do the same thing back. Get to a train station, the trains are on strike. Wonderful. Shit. So I start, oh, God, no, I don't know what to do. And then the guy in the taxi is like, I can take you there. He's like, it'll be 50 quid, but I can take you there. I'm like, I don't have much of an option. Fine. So 50 quid, two training, and I'm there before everyone because I obviously got there really early. But, yeah, I find that quite funny. Just, I just... Got there, oh god! But I still ended up getting there somehow. It was it was such a good first day. Dedication is what I'm getting here. Uh, uh, with not just your time management skills, it must be they're impeccable. Uh, but oh they're, they're they're still horrendous. But anything travel wise, I can get to a team most of the time. I know, I, I, yeah, I'm, I'm 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 very much the same. Where where if you if you tell me where I need to be, I'm going to be there uh, like way too early. But if you tell me to, like I'll do something in about house, I'm like. I can wait. I can wait. I'll, I'll, I can do that in five minutes. No bother. But oh, I need to be somewhere in five. I'll be there ten. <laughs> I need. I need the time. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's an anxiety thing. I need to. I need to know my surroundings before I actually get to do something. Uh, find the exit. Find the exits. Uh, oh, imagine. I mean, I think. I think. No, I think more people would would gladly spend fifty quid to get out of Dundee. Uh, <laughs> time. But that's a that's a story for another time. I'm sure. Um, but that wasn't actually your official. It was it was your official debut as Tom Atlas, but you did have a little bit of a uh, run in um, in the show beforehand, which I haven't written down. Because is it was it Redgate? No, it wasn't Redgate. It was um, a team that no longer can exist in this world, if I remember rightly. That you got to jump by. Yeah. Um, yes. On that show, um, yes. I'd, one of those turnbuckles was a bit loose. I'm like, oh, don't worry, I'll go fix it. It's fine. Give me two minutes, you know. I've got a little bit of time from that. It starts. I'm going out and fixing it. And, yeah, one of the Russians kicked me in the balls. Got one of them kicked me in the balls. Got thingied and I got attacked. And then we love Brody Adler. She came out to save me. You were hitting the hammer and sickles. Uh, I was, so I was hitting the hammer and sickles, indeed. <laughs> So that was your first kind of experience. It, it wasn't really, like you say, you didn't really have to do, you weren't Tom Atlas at that point, but what was it like just getting to the ring of forever crowd, even if it was just to just to do the turnbuckle and, and get beaten up for a little bit? Uh, was that just like, as soon as you, that happened, you're like, this is sore, but this is worth it. Absolutely worth it. Absolutely. Like, even when I was setting up setting up with some shows and up and out at the other place, I'm like, yeah, this is worth it. Um I think it's always going to be worth it, no matter where I am, where, where I'm helping out, no matter what I'm doing, it will always be worth it. Well, that's, that's the attitude to have. Uh, we've got a couple of questions, then we'll get dive in a little bit more into your, into your wrestling career. Um, I think some of them might be overlapping, but uh, the first question is from Omar Mohammed, um, very much a friend of the podcast. People, you won't have seen it because the episode hasn't gone out yet, but in the episode uh, 150, he, he, thank, he, he was on board with taking my phone during his entrance, during the uh, his short wrestle zone, uh, and shouting into it, which uh, was amazing. It was great for footage, and uh, I had kids coming up to me afterwards, going, "Did he just give you his phone?" No, this is this is my phone. Go away, <laughs> go away, go away, child. Leave me alone. Uh, anyway, he sent a picture, and it's him putting on a modified chicken wing by the looks of it, and he's just asked for your thoughts on it. Give me round two. I'm coming back for you, Omar. 
it's a very intense photo there. He's using your own hand as well. Yeah. It's, it's... You didn't tap me out. I fainted, so I never gave up. So <laughs> just keep that in mind, Omar. I am coming back. Um, we've got Ian Skinner. He's asked, tell us about the time you took a shoot GTS to the nose. Oh, this is my favourite. I, I saw this question. I giggled in the middle of the game floor and had people looking at me. So, you know how your nose sort of goes quite gently like that, yes? Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, very well. Mine, mine has a bit of a dent in it, if you couldn't see. I've got, I've got a bunch of skin here and it's pushed in. Right. So, I'm doing a training match, planning a training match, you know. We're going through, okay, we'll do a GTS, that's fine. Now, this is small Tom, nervous Tom, just, oh, God, I'm in quite deep, Tom. And Skinner, greatest person. I love Skinner to death. He's fantastic. So we practiced the GTS, but okay, cool, we'll do it properly. Pops me up in the air. I, get, I panic, right? Just, oh, God, what am I doing? Knee to the nose, right? And I was, I was fine, just had tears going everywhere, but I was fine, I was smiling, still getting all my stuff. And yeah, so it turns out my, my nose has actually been pushed up into my skull, so where my glasses would normally sit up here, because of that, they now naturally sit down here. It's completely my fault. Completely my like fault. A... But it's, it's quite funny when I look back at it. It just makes you look more like an intellectual now. That's, that's, that's the way it does. That's the way it works. Yeah, yeah the money I come down here, look. No. <laughs> Um, so we'll dive into your, your career then. So Tom Atlas made their debut on uh, Jan in January 2022, according to my research here, uh, which is essentially going through the results on the SWN website, swnscotland.com, for those that want to go check it out. There's also a really good uh, article series called Future Shock, if you want to check oh, that really? out as well. Yeah, no, really? I think you might enjoy it. Um, the fact that there's not one... Which handsome bastard did that? Huh? The fact that there's not been one done about Tom Atlas yet is just a disgrace. Uh, but maybe one, <laughs> Imagine. one day. Hopefully maybe, one day. Maybe by, maybe by a different writer. I think otherwise it may be a bit, a bit yeah. weird. I'm not that egotistical. I'm not Cody Rhodes, okay? Adam, you can borrow it if you're absolutely desperate. <laughs> oh, I'm just imagining you've already got, an, you've already got a draft written up. Uh, oh, about yeah. <laughs> with the backstory. Yeah, just, yeah, just, just, it's five pages long. Just... I mean, we, we take all sorts on the site. I, there's, I, I spent a day at work. I mean, I didn't do it at work. It's outside work hours. Uh, I, I drafted like a two-page origin of the Bulgarian baker for my own enjoyment, and I put it on the site because... All right, what's his finisher? What's the Bulgarian baker's finisher? I don't, oh, I, I didn't even get that far with it. <laughs> he he, uh, he grew, up in, uh, <laughs> grew up in a town in Bulgaria, and he joined the circus... And uh, he, I think he wrestled Chris Jericho in Germany once, and it was a and and he he gave Jericho gave him the name of the Bulgarian Baker. It was ridiculous, and I loved every second writing it. It was just so stupid. It was the best thing ever. Uh, I, I don't know if it's actually still on the side. I don't know when I did the big clear out when um, you know stuff happened that I took it off because. I thought it was a bit too silly, even for people. Right, Bulgarian Baker. I'm going to find it now. And they will speak about your actual wrestling because that's what we're here to do. Bulgarian Baker. I uh, don't think I'm Tom Atlas anymore. I think I'm the Bulgarian Baker. It is half baked. The Bulgarian Baker story, July sixth, two thousand and fifteen. <laughs> it is still there. 
That was far too good. I'm actually going to cry. <laughs> he was in an orphanage. That's how, that's, that's how he is. Uh, after his now daily beating by the staff, God, I went really dark with this. They found his stash of bread going through various stations of decomposing in a hole in his bedroom wall. <laughs> I got quotes as well. Um, I remember when I first tasted one of his pastries, it was so soft, it just melted in the mouth. He was special. Claudia Schiffer. Uh, <laughs> the buns, the buns were unbelievable. When he put a burger in there, it was like it was like I was giving the meat and cheese a big hug. David Hasselhoff. <laughs> anyway, right. so yeah, I, that's why I don't do much writing anymore on the website. <laughs> Because when I'm left on my own devices, I wrote that four days after my birthday. I must have felt really good about myself turning 25. And I was like, yeah. I know what I'm writing. I'm going to spend. <laughs> anyway, and well, we won't speak about your writing. We did that in the Sharp Dojo series like at length. This is about your wrestling. Um, let's, I'm going to take that off my screen because I'll keep reading it otherwise. Because there's a very long segment about Chris Jericho. So let's, let's move on. Um, Redgate. So you're told you get your debut. The the battle royal, it's a battle royal. It's it's cool. Everyone loves a, a battle royal rumble style thing anyway. But it's not it's not often unless you're the guy throwing everyone out. It's not really a proper debut. I, I feel. So when you're getting told you're going to be on a main show against the Red Gate, what was what was your kind of reaction? Were you just like, were you, did you feel ready for it? Yeah, cool. Let's go. I mean, there were two really really good guys. I've got a good tag partner there. Let's go. Let's just go do it. Like. I felt like after years of feeling like I wasn't quite good enough to get an opportunity to show that I, I might have something here with this, and I'm always going to appreciate FCW for improving my confidence and giving me opportunities like that. The opportunities they've given me so far have been amazing. So it did so much for my confidence. Went out there, just kept it simple, just did what I had to do, and it was good. It was a fun match. And I got to take some really fun stuff as well. So it really set up everything. And I had a lot to learn from that match that I've implemented since. Redgate couldn't ask for better, better opponents, better people to be in there with. Just fantastic. I suppose one of them, um, um, I can't remember his, his ring name now, is Jacob Deacon Wild, I think he's going by yes. now. Um, I, don't, I, remember his, I remember J.D. Wild. And I was trying to remember, you know, he goes by a long name now, which uh, is great when I'm writing results. Uh, ADM, thankfully, is now going by ADM in most places. On that note, uh, so of course he he's one of the trainers, um, isn't he? Along with with Kev and um, is there anyone else who, who else is kind of you and Ian Ambrose. We occasionally have um, Serena Rose and Taylor Bryden take sessions as well. Ah, so it's a pretty pretty well rounded group, especially with uh, Ian, who we've interviewed. I, I do I do love Ian Ambrose. He has asked a question, which we'll get to when we discuss your match with him, but. Um, he's, he's obviously training at FPWA as well, so he's be able to bring bring a little bit of Andy Wilde's teachings over as well. So it must be all just, yeah, a, a good hybrid of, of stuff. It's a fantastic school because it's a fantastic mix of everything you'd want and need. Like, of everyone, like Ma UNG Matthew especially has I mean, so much great character stuff that we get to explore. It's so much fun. Absolutely. But you've got the cardio with... Uh, Jacob Deacon, you've got the technical stuff and the psychology with Kev. You've got the drills and the cardio and the the athleticism with Ricky. Like everything, Taylor Brown, sorry. You've got everything that you want in there, you know, mm -hmm. across a great variety of trainers. It's, it's, it's part of the reason why I feel so at home. Not only because it's 
closer to me, like geographically, because traveling up to Airdrie every single Sunday and having to make my dad drive me there is a lot each week. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I can just more just go and do it of my own accord makes me feel a lot better because I'm not having to rope my dad into it. Yeah, it gives you a bit more independence as well because you're you're literally doing it yourself. You're not like I say you're not relying on people to to get you there. And if they can't make it, well, then that's you. That's you missed a, a week uh, of yeah. of something that could be important. Uh, I mean, I'm sure at reputable schools they would kind of cover things at length. Uh, I have heard schools that have that I, think, I can't remember who I was speaking to, but um, it was it was a famed Dundee, famed Dundee school um, that that spent a week teaching lockups, but this person couldn't make that week. And the next week they moved on to something else and this person didn't learn how to do lockup for ages because they never came back to it. And it just seems like that's mental to think of. But so, yeah, so in that case, if that was the case, yeah, you miss a week because your dad can take you. That's it. You've missed, you've missed a, a integral part if you're at that school. Of course, you're not because you're sane. Um, so you end up at... at, at uh, FCW and of course I, I think guys like uh, they'll have to have kind of get guests come through I think I remember looking sharp did a seminar as well and um, so they've got a little bit of like I said, a little bit of everything uh, like you say that you can pick and choose what bits work for Tom Atlas and even if you learn it at least you're prepared for I mean because I suppose because you're strength based small small but mighty um, you're kind of you're probably quite your your skill set and your your base is probably quite accommodative for anyone really big or small. But at least you're if you're against someone who's smaller than you, you've got the power. You could learn a bit about power. If you're someone bigger than you, you could learn about speed. I suppose so. It's yeah, it's nice to have a, a well rounded uh, teaching base. But do you do you find have you ventured elsewhere to to find a bit more like to an FPWA, like to anywhere down mm-hmm. south to learn a bit more? Not, not yet. Anyway, it's it's. I would like to go explore and go other places, but um, just with work and stuff and clients and stuff. So, it's then just to stick to what I can make home wise. But I will definitely eventually go exploring to other places and learn as much as I can because that's in the stage I'm at, at the minute. Just I want to learn everything. Just give me as much as I can. Let me learn everything. Let me get experience so I can implement it and make myself better going forward. Do you find now that you've, because we've already mentioned that you watch wrestling and now you're able to kind of switch between analytical and, and just enjoying it. Um, but now that you, you're properly, now you've started wrestling and you're against opponents and you've seen the people come through at FCW or, or come to the Fair City shows or where we'll get to it, like Reckless Intent as well, because you made a debut there recently. Um, have, you, have you now been starting to, to watch specific like companies or specific uh, like like if, for example, Discovery, they're quite good at putting up all their events quite quickly afterwards. Is that so? You watch all the Discovery stuff because that's a company that you could possibly get to in short order, or is there just any particular promotions that you're keeping an eye on uh, closely? Um, I'm not necessarily. I do need to watch a lot more Discovery since I love what they're doing. Discovery is fantastic. I'm really looking forward to a Disco Derby. I might go along and watch it as a fan or see if I can help, but. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot there that I'd w- want to cover, and there's a lot there that I'd want to watch. So I still mainly just sort of keep an eye on a bit of everything, just catch up with stuff if it goes up or where I can, but mainly just a bit of everything where I can. Mm-hmm. It's mainly the bit at the minute, but definitely want to go out and watch more, for sure. 
Yeah, because I was noticing um, that, that you do, you do, you do, uh, you're quite good at sharing just a bit of everything. Uh, when I was doing my research, uh, realized I realized I forgot that we were friends on Facebook as well. So I was going, I was going through, oh, that's this guy's, this guy's sharing quite a lot. Oh, I'm on your personal page. This is, this is, right, okay, cool. So you're very well, well for putting, like, sharing everything on your, your personal account. Is that why you created the Tom Atlas uh, Facebook page? Was there people, was there your friends going, dude, we know you like wrestling? I don't care what they think on Facebook. I'm not making <laughs> really want, right? I, I'm I'm just a big wrestling nerd at heart, right? And mm-hmm. I'm never going to apologize for that. So if if you're on my Facebook and you see the wrestling stuff, at least give it a like. Come on, it's not that bad, is it? Um, but yeah, just I I just like getting everything out there, just because you know the Scottish wrestling really is popping off at the minute. It's great to see, and I want it to keep going, and I'd I'd love to be a part of that properly at some point as well. So you never, you never know as well, because I mean, for whatever reason, your your friend could be up in, uh, because because it's a cliche at this point, they could be up in Aberdeen, and you've shared that shared that wrestlers have got a show that weekend, and they may go, oh, you know what, I've got uh, an evening to kill. I'll just go along to this show. It's at the whatever Northern Hotel. Uh, prepare bring your shorts because it's a fucking roasting venue. But um, yeah, it, it, it you never know at the same time that that could happen. Like, I've got a lot of friends who are at uni in loads of different places. So it's always like, hey, yeah. you know, like, for, I'll take one of Ben, for example. I believe he's up, he's up north. I believe it's Aberdeen. Sorry, I forgot that wrong, buddy. But yeah, like, if I ever end up somewhere around or up there, I can always just say, hey, bring an army to the show. Because <laughs> if if you saw a match with Ian Ambrose, I, I accidentally brought an army from Creef, and it was a lot of fun. All right, so we'll, we'll we'll go through some of your matches then, and we'll get to that one with Ian because I think that's that's probably going to be the one we'll we'll speak a little bit about because we do have some questions. Uh, well, we do have a question from uh, well, Ian sent us it, but it wasn't him that asked it. Uh, so you had your match with Redgate, right? You had your match with Ewan, so that, again, another one of your trainers. Um, he's he's one of those guys where I think when, I, I've only ever seen one match where he wasn't on. The rest of the time, there's there's always is you and Jimaki. He's he commentates his own match. He he lampoons tropes and wrestling and all that kind of stuff. And he's just such an interesting watch. Like, like I said, only one time I have not seen that. And I've watched, I've seen him wrestle for about the last nine years, but t- coming up to ten years now, I've seen him wrestle. Um, so what was it like getting in with you? Because that's a lo- that's quite a bit different. Because Redgate are supposed to be this. Well, they are these like bad, broody, scary dudes, and then you go in with, with Captain Mackey, who's this lighter character, a uh, bit aggressive, like a goblin. Um, well, he was a goblin, and now he becomes a pirate. Um, what was it like with that shift? I love that match so much. Like, It's something that I'm actually quite proud of, to go in there and just to be able to show what I can do against someone like Ewan. Like, because he's so good at what he does, I was able to play off it relatively well. And I just got to show off what I can do. Like, my favourite spot of that match was definitely just the really slow, delayed suplex. Because he didn't need to give me much on that. I was more just able to just lift him up, which was quite impressive in my stance. But, oh, holy shit, I can do that. <laughs> and it's it looked a lot of fun as well. It's something I'd like to give another go, but I might need to get up to 70 kg first. And I just got to show off my stuff and just see what I can do. And I'm in there with one of the best across Scotland, period. Like, Ewan's one of the best around anywhere, and there's 
no wonder he's getting a lot of work in different places as well. It's fantastic to see him doing well, and I love him. And then you had your match with Omar and Thaddeus Fogue in a triple threat. Omar, I'm assuming that's where that picture came from. Yes. Of you, of you uh, passing out to the, I don't know what he calls it, but it it looks brutal. He's got, he's got. I've, 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 uh, when I've seen Omar, he's he's been it was a sensation anyway, but he's he's he hasn't really busted out his technical stuff on shows that I've seen him live wrestling in. But he keeps racking up these submission wins so much so that every time I do results, I, if when in doubt, I put by pinfall. Uh, and every time I seem to get a message shortly afterwards going, um, it was by submission that I won by. So that was, again, another different dynamic. Three, three people in a match. Uh, Daddy's Vogue, I'm, I'm not too familiar with him, but of course I'm familiar with Omar. Uh, again, a lot of fun. Was, it, was there any moments that, other than getting choked out at the end? Uh, yeah, fantastic match, a lot of fun. Three fantastic, like two other fantastic people, I should say. Um, oh, no, you call yourself fantastic if you want. I don't mind. No, I'm not, <laughs> not there yet. Um, like Thaddy, Thaddeus, fabulous, like in both gimmick and person, fantastic to be in there with. And Omar is just fantastic, just absolutely incredible to be in there with. Like, I learned a lot in that match and I've implemented a lot of stuff since, and it's been a lot of fun. And I can't wait to hopefully get in there with Omar again at some point. Uh, Omar is he's quickly becoming one of my absolute favourites and seeing his development because first time seeing him when it was an F- FCW show on YouTube but he was he was really skinny he was like just a really quite a slim dude and I saw him at Abdianaki this past Saturday he's just big he's, he's big he's a big boy now and he's he's tall he's, as well which I'm like I definitely need to get bigger because I'm like a lot more compact than him so mm-hmm. I'm hoping next time I'm standing next to Omar more out here. So, but no, it's 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 scary how quick he's he's uh, evolving. Um, he, he's he's quickly joining the the big boy club. Uh, Omar is like when you just main one Pokemon at the start, <laughs> and you just use that Pokemon only, and it just goes sky high. Yeah, it's, you you take a mud kick to a swamp part in like ten minutes. That's how quickly Omar is evolving. He's incredible. I like you went Mudkip. My thought was Totodile to Fralligator. That was always M- mine. No, Mudkip. Mudkip. Always. No, that's, no, I, I'm older than you. It's Fralligator. That's, I mean, like, Blastoise. I don't know why I always went for water types. Because uh, Fire was the cooler ones to see. But I don't know. I always had an affinity to the water types. Like, I'm not the biggest Pokemon guy. But I did buy a Game Boy and I got Emeralds as well. Because they were just oh, nice. Pokemon game. So I was thinking... I had the choice between Torchic and uh, Mudkip. I'm like, you know, Torchic could make an interesting playthrough, but Swamp Heart, Swamp Heart is literally the most overpowered Pokemon in this generation. Yes, please. Oh, memories playing Pokemon. Emeralds where I stopped. It got it got too it got too far after that. The Pokemon just, just they started getting sillier, and I was like, no, I'm quite happy. I will finish at third gen. That'll do me. Uh, with Re- Re- catch, I caught Rayquaza and I thought, that's fine, that's it, I've completed this game now, it's, don't need to do anything else um, for those Pokemon I know there's plenty of people listening to this that love Pokemon uh, so the, the fact that you're saying that you're not a big Pokemon guide, oof, you might you might regret that <laughs> I can just imagine I'm so Brody. sorry, please nobody hit me with a chair just imagine Brody's going to be in your DMs very quickly after this going, right but this you should play this. <laughs> See this Pokemon. Yes. It's cool. Where's my notepad? Where's my notepad? 
here's here's Rotom. I fucking hate Rotom. Rotom. It's well, it's motor backwards, as you can tell. But um, if if you if you look up Rotom, if I remember rightly, he turns into different things, including a lightning rod, uh, a washing machine at one point. Um, looks like an oven, uh, a fridge, a lawnmower, and a fan. <laughs> And uh, I hate it because no. that's too far. <laughs> that's too far. You, I, I wrote a dissertation on the Bulgarian baker, and I find that too far in Pokemon. And that ice cream one, that one can die. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm very passionate about things, Tom. None of it's important, but I'm very passionate about things. You can ask me anything about, about ongoing court cases that are being dissected on Twitter anytime I won't have a clue. But if you ask me about Rotom and how much it's stupid, I will, t- I, will, I will go at length about how stupid this Pokemon is. Um, anyway, right, so we'll get into the match with Ian Ambrose. <laughs> we'll absolutely screech at a halt there and go into the match with Ian Ambrose because that's, that's where we're up to next, uh, April 2022. So this is your first proper, I'd say your first proper singles match. I mean, you had, had one with Ewan, which was your first singles match uh, on a show, but this is your first kind of little story-based one. Got to do some promos. You got to be involved, and, and Ian, Ian is is probably one of the kings of promos in Scotland, oh, yeah. certainly. Um, the match itself, he, he's, his question is on, on behalf of Scully. Why oh, are you Scully? I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Why are you such an unsafe worker? <laughs> right, sorry, I'm the unsafe worker here. Okay, sorry, Scully. Um, so basically, that little plastic prick really did my nothing when he called me Tommy. This right, you don't do that, right? So as I wrote. As he was being rolled across the ring, my dad, Stevie Wizard, failed to catch him. Um, so we'll get into that later. Um, Wizard failed to catch him. So it was a little bit dented, right? Obviously, I had the thing where Rose distracted me by throwing Scully at me. I caught him and he punched him. And I was like, oh, God, that hurt. Obviously, I dropped Scully towards the floor. He smashes, right? I'm the unsafe worker here. You should blame, you should blame Ambrose. He's the one who punched me. You know, like, if you wanted to stay safe, that's not my responsibility, Scully. If anything, it's, it's, it's Wizard's fault. Yeah, Dad, come on. Right, you have to explain that to me then. So, right. uh, <laughs> Steve oh, Wizard no. is your dad. Is <laughs> it just because you both dad. have glasses? <laughs> no, no, he's just he's just my biological father. Just, it's a little known fact. Um, Wizard is my dad. Uh, we've We've broken it here. Uh, on the podcast, he's he's now going by the Jericho Stevie Wizard, which I, the, I love. The Jericho Stevie Wizard is Tom Atlas's father. It's it's a although it's I don't know how long he's going to be my father for since he's going to come on. I might get a new new dad, but you know, Wizard did my dad. In case you didn't know, so we've got loads of more questions, but we'll we'll wrap up kind of your because we've only got one more match to kind of speak about. So we'll, we'll finish the match portion and go to the questions. I realise we. How have we surpassed an hour already? That's ridiculous. I, I think it might be the Rotom chat. Or maybe. It was def- there was definitely a good 10 minutes on, on, on the Baker. That may have done it. Uh, <laughs> I, so, I'd happily spend an hour on the Baker. And just oh, I have, I have tales to tell about the Baker, none of which are true, but I've got, <laughs> I've got tales I can tell about them. Um, I happily go put a fireplace on, grab a coffee, and just sit and chat with me about the Baker. In the meantime, everyone can go check out Half Baked, the Bulgarian Baker story. <laughs> on swnscotland.com that'll help my, my hits if I, if this episode oh, goes out and I get a couple of hits on that article I'll, I'll know it's worked 
I, I, I think a certain someone might make, need to make a future shot on the Bulgarian baker. Oh, man. Oh, the, the tales uh, you could tell. I've, yeah, I've got a free like... evening. I, sorry. I don't have a free evening. I believe Tom Humphreys, whoever he is, has a free evening. So. I've heard he's a good writer. Well, that's why okay. I was going to say that's <laughs> why I employ him, but I don't pay. I pay, I pay him in experience. That's the yeah. way. Of... <laughs> Uh, I think that's why he doesn't write anymore. <laughs> fair, fair. That's Arch. a joke. No, no. Uh, I, I, I believe he's just got caught up in other things, and he will that's, get back to it at some point. That's that's absolutely fair. I think, uh, like like any of our writers, uh, it is completely voluntary. So if you if you do put stuff, I appreciate it. But yeah, you get paid in experience. Uh, maybe I've got some pennies in my pocket. Uh, if if I'm going down the whole whole. Uh, Route there. Just, oh Christ, Jesus! I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need those pennies back. I broke my microphone. Uh, right. So, reckless intent. You made your debut. I, just at this point, it would have been a couple of days ago, but uh, in the podcast canon, a couple of weeks ago. What was it like uh, getting involved in reckless intent? Uh, at, it was was it till was it till Kutri or was it the Livingston show that you? It was the Livingston show. It. I was around having it all weekend, but it was absolutely awesome. Just. Fantastic place to be, fantastic environment, fantastic people. And yeah, the match was really good. I was in the snow. Um, one of Sheik's guys from down south. Really fun match. Just kept it basic, but kept it moving. And just everything went well. So there's some little points to take away there that we're definitely going to start implementing. But had a lot of fun and got to be in front of a new crowd and a new place. It was really cool. Also got to debut some new gear as well, which was quite fun. Um, I, I, I've seen the snow name pop up a couple of times now. I think he wrestled Target recently as well. And every time I looked at it, I, I, I just I, I find it funny. I like I like weather based names. I don't know why. It just they always just tickle me. It's like snow. There, there. That's your name, snow. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> Had a lot of fun, and I hopefully will be back at some point. But he, he didn't yeah. give you the cold shoulder at all. No, he didn't. Uh, I can't think of any more uh, weather-based. No, it never. No, got quite a warm welcome, and it was quite nice to be there. Nice. Uh, right, so that's that's your that's your wrestling career as of as of this moment in time, Dan. So let's let's go look at. Um, I don't know how much you can tell me about your future matches, uh, whether they've been announced or not. That's it. I'd tell you productive. You can tell me or not, uh, but I've got loads of more questions to ask you. I'll just say no one let let the ether decide that. Just no bother. Right, so let's start with... find out. Maybe, maybe follow the Titanium Tom Atlas Facebook page. It might be on there. Who knows? There you go. We'll get the we'll get the old social media plugs at the end, so people stay <laughs> tuned, and you can get them all. Uh, we've got John Paulin on Instagram. Uh, he asked, "Do you have a favorite style of match, and do you have a favorite submission move?" Oh, favorite style of match. Um, anything cruiserweight based, um, whether it's technical, fast. Just cruiserweight stuff is always a lot of fun. Just sit and just enjoy. Uh, junior matches are also quite fun to participate in as well because you get to do a little bit more fast-paced stuff than what you want. It requires a lot more cardio, but it's also very good. Excellent. Uh, submission and favourite submission move? Probably the Gargano escape. Just, I'm not just surprised. Interesting. <laughs> no surprised interesting little take on the... Um, Crossface, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, it does crossface, but you put a leg over the head, kind of shoulder thing. Try to remember what the move is now, and uh, but yeah, 
yeah, it, it's, I like I like people do variation. I like seeing Omar's chicken wing variation. I like when people just do a little bit of a add a little bit of spice to a move. I'm just doing a little salt. Oh, my camera's there. Salt, a bit of salt bay. I'm into the memes. I'm 31. I'm not dead. To... I shouldn't call them the memes. That might age me terribly with these things. But you know, uh, Ian Mitchell, a bit of a yeah, good question. Do you think you'll be you'll be champion one day? I don't think that's it. I'll take. Hmm. I don't think that's really up to me in a way. I think mm-hmm. it's more. Of course, I'm always going to put the work in. It's whether somebody trusts me enough to hold a belt, and mm-hmm. that's. I'm always going to work. Do it. Words. I'm always going to put 110 into this because it's the thing I've wanted to do since I was 10. It could be cool at some point, but it's not up to me. But I'm just going to always keep working hard and striving to get better in the ring outside of the ring and just keep on going and then if it happens it happens but at some point it may be quite cool but uh, my main focus at the minute is just getting better and better and better in terms of every single sense of wrestling so so you're not hinging hinging on on getting a belt but you've, you've been getting belts like you're you're kind of this is your this is uh i was a trophy because that's not really what i'm going for but but this is this is the promoter going right we trust you here's why Here's exactly that we trust you because we're giving you a, a and, run with the belt until until somebody goes okay you're getting this it's not necessarily that I want it mm. it's more just like if I get it cool it means I proved myself enough but then the real work starts in mm-hmm. absolutely but I will say the FCW junior belt is back there mm-hmm. absolutely and then the fact that well they're they're Two champions so far, uh, Ken Caden and, and Taylor Bryden. There, by by the sounds of what you're talking about, your style and that they're just right into your wheelhouse to kind of continue that lineage of that belt. Anyway, um, eventually, you know, maybe maybe sooner than you think. Uh, right, we've got Callum uh, Bruce asking when you're coming north. So we already kind of had a, a chat about you wanted to wrestle um, everywhere, but yeah, when when are you coming up to, to when are you coming to Aberdeen? When are you coming to Combat League? Up in Caithness, there's plenty of places yeah. up here now. <laughs> um, well, ideally, when I can, as soon as possible. But um, at the end of the day, just depends who wants me where. And of course, I'm always going to try to do my best to put myself out there. But that's let's, let's get a couple matches in. Yeah, let's get a couple, couple more matches in, and then before you spread your wings. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll just keep on going how we're going at the minute, and then when I feel ready to expand, we'll go. Excellent, and uh, we've got a question from Adam, of course, other writer on an, another writer on the SWN uh, website, along with that, that Tom Humphreys guy. Uh, Johnny and Candice come to FCW. Who are you choosing to team with you? Ava. Ava was a fellow trainee at Name Redacted, and uh, she's always been one of my best friends, my biggest supporters, and my biggest fans. She's no longer involved in the wrestling circle, but. I'm a massive Johnny Mark. She's a massive Lorraine Mark. We were always uh, wanting to have this idea of being an intergender tag team just because, you know, we're the world's cutest tag team 2.0, but one of us is a prick. Um, yeah, so that was the whole idea. So if they ever do come, I'm roping Ava back into this whole bollocks and she's doing it with me. She doesn't have a choice. I love you and I miss you, buddy. Fair enough. Um, now I think the last last thing we last time we did we did do the the two classic questions because I'm fairly certain you had a very long answer about the two sheep one cow uh, situation. 
I don't know if you are aware, but I've I've mentioned it in a previous video since Liam McLean showed us uh, the, the evidence, but there is a video <laughs> online of, of a sheep versus a cow. <laughs> no. No, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Um, so I don't know if, I can't remember what your answer was at the time. I don't know if you've got, a, if you've thought about it since then. Uh, but have we got any rebuttal? Any any new evidence? Any new thoughts on the whole two sheep versus one cow situation? Two sheep, one cow. Uh, I think it still has to be two sheep, if that's what I said. Just two versus one. Like sheep have horns; they're more dangerous. A cow is just sort of there. Like you've got the whole dynamic of they can move around you and there's two of them and they can sandwich you whereas the cows just sort of trotting along not doing much yeah that's that. i'm still i'm still in the two sheep cow, uh, uh, crowd camp that's the word i was going for um but yeah the video kind of confirms that i'll send you links to it it's amazing and uh i did ask you about dinosaurs but i feel like now that i've already asked the other guy the the bruce banner so to speak and i'm going to ask the hulk uh the clark kent <laughs> Oh, you're a DC guy. Okay, fair enough. No, not, not even. Um, <laughs> when I started growing my hair out, my dad always called me Clark Kent because I had this massive fuck-off quiff. So, um, you know, um, the other guy, Tom Humphreys, I believe he's the Clark Kent to my Superman or whatever it is. It could have been worse. When I was when I was younger, I had glasses, and my dad gave me like a number two haircut every couple of weeks. He called me Brains from Thunderbirds. Just let that one digest for people. For, That's for, very fun. Yeah. Walking Parsons. I there was a really dumb <laughs> photo of a like a really young Celtic kid with glasses. Um, you know, bald Celtic kid, and I always got compared to him in school. And I'm like, come on, not that. <laughs> it's a classic. I don't know where it is. I'll see if I can find it at some point and send you it. But oh, that was the comparison that I got, and it wasn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, brains is mine, which I thought was, I think it, he, was, he meant it as a compliment because I was quite intelligent when I was younger. Don't know what happened after that, but uh, yeah, I did look like Thunderbirds, uh, brains from Thunderbirds. Yeah, well, anyway, yeah, so all right, So what's Tom Atlas's favourite dinosaur then? Has he got a different answer to, to Clark Kent? Hmm. I don't want to steal somebody else's answer. Oh, you steal it. Go for it. If, if everyone, hey, much like wrestling, dinosaur loving is, is subjective. You can love the same dinosaur, so to speak. I can't remember what Tom Humphrey said, but I think it is uh, the Funkasaurus Brodus Clay and the Funkadactylus. I don't think that was his answer because I think I would have remembered that because that is an incredible answer. Yeah. Uh, wow, it seems, seems, I don't know if anyone can hear that, but it seems to be an ice cream truck outside that's telling me to wrap up this, shit, this episode. Oh no, we've talked too much shit about Russell. Oh God. We, sp we spent too much time on the baker. That was a downfall. Uh, I can't believe that's that. My favourite part of this. <laughs> I, know, I hope people, hope other people appreciate it and enjoy it because it's, yeah, we we find it funny and that's the most important thing when we're talking about a podcast. Uh, it's like the time go by speaking ridiculous things like the, the inane rotum. <laughs> Arsehole of a Pokemon. Um, anyway, right. So that's uh, what's what's your future then? What's what's you've already, we've kind of already kind of covered things that you just want to get better, get wrestling, and then and then we'll see what lays what what goes from there. And we'll we'll add a like a fantasy element to the question. Then Vince McMahon phones you. He goes, uh, Tom. I'm not doing an impression. I, I I don't know why I started doing that. Uh, Tom, we're giving you the main event at WrestleMania. 
you get to choose your opponent or opponents, the stipulation, and well, everything about it. So it could be a multi-man match. It could be anything. We'll bring anyone in that you want. You're the main event. Who is it? What is it? What's the match? Johnny Gargano, straight up singles match, Intercontinental Championship. Oh, nice. Would you bring back an old icy belt or would you go with the Oh, I'm bringing back the white belt. Absolutely. Ah, nice. Nice. Fair. Fair. I mean, you're in charge. So just straight up singles. Is there a time limit? Is it Iron Man or just ah, straight up singles? Straight up singles, first to pinfall, no time limit. Excellent. Any special guest ref? Just throw that in there. Um, any special? Hmm. I'll throw the curveball into this. No, thing, not, oh. not anyone I could think of at the minute, to be honest. No, we'll just, we'll just make it uh, of Jimmy Quinteros. There you go. That's the first referee I've thought of. He could be the referee for the match. Yeah. Excellent. Right. So, like I, said, we've, we've, I can't believe an hour and a half has passed and I feel like we could probably speak for another couple hours. Um, I'm but, happy to. <laughs> but it would end up just, yeah, us finding things that we're annoyed about and just going on rants about them uh, for a good bit. And I, I, I would enjoy that, but I don't think other people may. Uh, I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll, if the podcast returns for a season five in the future, because it might, uh, we, we'll, we'll have more things to whinge about and, and, uh, and rave about in the future, I'm sure. In the meantime, where maybe people... Rotom might have another form that you don't like. Oh, hang on. Does Rotom evolve? That's fine. For me. <laughs> uh, Rotom evolve. Oh, oh, God, there God. is an evolution. No, 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 no. Oh, that's fine. God. I, I put in Rotom L- uh, E and Google said Rotom L- Evolution. I was like, oh, no, there can't be. It does not evolve. It just takes one of five additional forms, which are all stupid. It doesn't, it doesn't say that on, on Google, but. That's what it means, because... You want to know what I want to see? Right. A Rotom... A Rotom tractor. See? That could be the grass type. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, still, I still hate it, but, you know... Well, it's, it's, it's <laughs> like, the, grass type, the grass type's a lawnmower. So, I mean... <laughs> it makes a lot of sense. It gets a bit closer, but... The fact that the ice type is a fridge, that's just ridiculous. Ro- Rotom RPG, you know, just... That'd be pretty fiery, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, and when you come up to things, it's like, oh, no, it's a tree. We must turn into fucking whatever. Uh, <laughs> never as a Pokemon that I've never actually caught and played a game with has, has annoyed me so much. But anyway, we'll move on. That, that, we're, we're tr- I was trying to wrap up, and I got distracted by Rotom again. Uh, right, where can people find out more about Titanium Tom Atlas? People can find the Tin Man, sorry, Titanium Tom Atlas, at Titanium Tom Atlas on Facebook. I will also plug uh, my PT and fitness stuff, uh, Tommy Atlas Fitness. I'm a personal trainer, online coach. All wrestlers get 25% off all my stuff. If you're needing a hand fitness-wise, gym-wise, etc., please feel free to come out the chat. I'm very happy to help you out. And, yeah, just mainly the Facebook page. Um, not properly on Instagram one, but if you could follow the fitness one on Instagram, that'd be pretty nice as well as on Facebook. Um... Yeah, but if you guys just keep an eye out for everything that FCW is doing at the minute, just it's home and it's great and everyone's doing well. So perfect. Well, great. Well, thank you very much. I'm so glad we had this catch up. Um, like so I said, I can't believe we, we, the last time we, we had about an hour chat and I don't know what we spoke about, but we've, somehow I don't think it was anything 
that was in that episode is in this one, which is always good no. for him to catch up things. So yeah, next time I speak to you, you'll probably have all the belts. Uh, yeah, well, well just give, give me one black belt in particular. 